despite all the YouTube, basketball, even this show, I started as a writer and I am still a prolific writer. As a matter of fact, I send out emails damn near every day. I call this the daily game email. I want you to get this every day to your inbox completely for free. So simply go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com and get my emails directly to your inbox every day free of charge. Again, that's workonmygame.com. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number 305 384 6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. When you get an idea, implement it. Doesn't work, throw it away. And if it works, do more. Simple as that. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of feeling like a human science experiment with that cabinet full of supplements of junk you're taking every day and don't even know what it is? You can't even pronounce half the stuff you're putting in your body. I know you know what I'm talking about. So say hello to AG1. This is a supplement that I take besides protein and water. The only other thing I take, your one-stop shop for all things health and vitality. It's like having a team of superheroes in a single bottle ready to rescue you from nutrient deficiencies and boost your overall well-being. That sounds good, right? Let me tell you what AG1 is. It's the ultimate multitasker, delivering a powerful blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and other incredible ingredients all at once. It's like a nutrient-packed smoothie, but without the blender, without the mess, and without that questionable flavor combination that you had yesterday. With AG1, you'll get the nutrients you need without the taste bud turmoil. And any of you who's been taking a lot of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. But hold on, there's more. When you jump on the AG1 train today, you're going to get an epic offer. Here's the offer. Get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. That's the sunshine vitamin that keeps your immune system and bones in top shape. And that's not all. You're going to enjoy five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment ensuring that you stay on top of your health game even while you're on the go and all you got to do is take a scoop of this stuff or one travel pack eight ounces of water and your shaker bottle which ag1 will give to you so this is the simplest easiest way to get nutrients for your body every single day you don't need a blender you don't need ice you don't have to try random combinations none of that garbage say goodbye to all of that so if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine then try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. 
That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and join the AG1 party for a healthier, happier you. Your taste buds and your body will thank you. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques, all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is the slow bus to success and how to make sure you ain't on it. Uh, you want to stay off of the slow bus to success. You'd rather be on the fast bus. But before we get into that, let me remind everybody or inform you. I send out a text every day called the Daily Motivation, guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point to start your day. And also a weekly message that does the same thing called the Monday Motivation. You should be in my text community to receive these messages. All you got to do to to be in it, it's free to join. Text me at my number 305-384-6894. Numbers down below in the description. Again, if you don't get an immediate response from our text bot that verifies you, then we are still working through some issues with that, which will be fixed. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the place where I do all my coaching. That's the only place you can work with me directly. We have a four-part framework based around mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. You're a person who is a top 2% performer or you plan on being one. You want to greatly increase your income, greatly increase your impact. Then you want to serve more people at a high level, which will position you to help yourself and your family and your community. That sounds like you. Then go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can see what we're doing in our program. If you listen to this show already, you probably already have a pretty good idea of what I do. And that program is based around the things that I do and the things that I share right here on this show. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Schedule a time to get on a call with us. We'll talk to you about where you're at, where you want to go, what might be in your way, and we'll tell you how it works. We feel like you're a good fit and we believe we can help you. Again, it's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. That out the way, let's get into this topic, which is the slow bus to success and how to make sure, again, you ain't the one riding on it. This title that I mean literally is about getting to success slow rather than getting there with speed and urgency. And in case you didn't know, you rather get to success with speed and urgency for a couple of reasons. Number one, when you're moving slowly, then without that urgency, sometimes you don't have the energy. You don't have the energy to move yourself to get things done you need to get done because you're okay moving slow. So things that you could get done within one day is taking you a week. Things you could do in a week take you a month. Things that could take a month are taking a year simply because you don't have any urgency and you're okay getting to things slow. The problem with getting to things slow, the compounded issue is that Every human being has a limited amount of time on earth before we reach death. So if you're moving slow through life as if you have time, then you are basically openly defying biology, which says every human being dies. All right, so when I say biology, you don't need to have a college degree to understand that, that any of you know a human being who's lived forever without dying. I don't think any of us does. So you shouldn't be moving slow. You should be moving fast just on that understanding alone. You don't need any other understanding but to understand at one point you're going to die. And you don't know when, which means you should move fast to get all the success you can accumulate as quickly as possible, because that success allows you to do things for yourself and for others that you can't do when you're dead. Is that, is that a simple enough reason? Is that a good enough reason for anybody to move with speed and urgency? I believe it is. And again, all of us are running on a clock. And when that clock hits zero, you know what that means. So we need to be urgent about creating our success as soon as possible. So today we're going to talk about the things you should avoid 
in order to engage the urgency. So if you're engaging urgency, we're going to talk about the things that you should not do or the things that put you on the slow bus. The slow bus is just the bus that moves too slow. You want to be on the like the bullet train, I think, in not in the United States, but in some country, maybe it's in Japan. I was reading about might not have been Japan, maybe in a different country. They have these trains that can basically go very far distances in a really, really short period of time. Trains are almost as fast as airplanes and they'll probably be here in America at some point when we get the technology. But you want to be on one of those. So you want to be on one of those bullet trains or the airplane to success, not the no, the bicycle to success. There's nothing wrong with riding a bike for your health. But we're talking about getting somewhere with speed. You probably want to get in something that can go a little bit faster. So if you find yourself committing any of the errors I'm going to lay out here today, make the decision that you will stop making that error starting right now. As soon as you hear it and understand it and you know that it refers to you, you make the decision that no more. That's over. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is the slow bus to success and how to get off it. Number one, thinking without doing. Thinking without doing puts you on a slow bus to success. It's not that thinking is a bad thing. I said thinking without doing. All right, I'm not saying just thinking by itself. Thinking is good. The most successful people in life, when they come up with an idea, which is usually a form of a thought, they do something to commit themselves to that idea or to maybe even try the idea right there on the spot. They commit themselves to the idea to make sure that the idea doesn't just disappear and float off into the ether where someone else can steal the idea. They do it that day, not three weeks later, not a month later, not next year, not when the kids get out of school, not when it stops raining outside, not when the weather breaks. They do it today and they do it now. And when I say an idea, it doesn't necessarily mean you can go do the thing right now. Let's say you're driving in your car and you get an idea for you know, an episode of your podcast that you should record. It's not that you should have a microphone with you and lighting and you set up in your car and record an episode of your podcast. What I mean is you have the urgency to do something about the idea. You don't just think about it and not take action. So in the micro, you could do something as simple as write down the idea of what you're going to record on your show. So you're not trusting your long term memory. Now you have it written down and then you just refer to that place where you write all your ideas now because you should have a place for that. And because that'll train your brain to come up with ideas so you can do it when you need it, not just when you want to. And then you can just write it down in your, you know, your formal place or you can just refer to it when it's time for you to pull your mic out and record. The whole point is you need to move immediately on the thoughts that you have, not just sit there and hold them in your head or think that you're going to remember them and that you'll get to them later. People who end up being mediocre and worse in life have a bad habit of getting to things later. They have a bad habit of telling themselves and rationalizing that it's okay to not do it now because I can get to it later or I will get to it later or there's no need to do it right now. Here's an example of somebody who they didn't get to it until later. Look at them. They became successful. All of this is bullshit. And I've heard these type of things from anybody you can name. I've heard different types, all different forms of all of those things that I've just said. It's okay for me to get to it later because look at this person. They got to it later and they became successful. So that means I can get to it later. No, that doesn't mean you can get to it later. And even though we're coming off the heels of what I just talked about in yesterday's episode, that seeing someone else be successful should be looked at as a possibilities thing. That means you can also be successful. That doesn't mean you should take your time just because that person, for whatever reason, took longer. Maybe they took longer because they had to, not because they chose to. There's a difference. And see, a lot of people tend to leave out those details when they call themselves modeling their behavior after another person. They only want to model the parts that are convenient for them. If you only model from convenience, you're not modeling. I remember in my basketball days, I used to have ball players who would come to me and they say, well, Dre, they want to dribble like, uh, let's say someone like Kyrie Irving, who's a very good, very good at dribbling the basketball, still playing to this day. And players would say to me, well, Dre, I heard that when Kyrie was young, he would do this drill and this drill. And they would point out these 
things that they heard Kyrie Irving did when he was a kid. I don't know where they heard this. I don't know if Kyrie said it himself, but they said they heard that Kyrie did this. And they said, well, Dre, do you think I should do the same thing that Kyrie Irving did? And I once made a video answering this question in a generality, not specifically about their Kyrie question, but just overall. And there's a message I was giving everybody that if you heard that someone else did something and you also see that person as successful, that doesn't mean that you should just copy the thing that you heard they did, the one isolated thing that you handpicked from this person's behavior. Because the problem with that is you're leaving out all the context that goes around the thing that they did. So you heard Kyrie Irving did a certain dribbling drill. Okay, hey, maybe that might help your dribbling, but what about all the other things he did that might not be so easy or convenient for you? What if he was getting up at five in the morning so he could go outside and run three miles before school? What if he was lifting weights after school? What if he was spending a lot of time doing footwork drills that are not really exciting or highlight real worthy, but they helped him develop the ability to dribble the ball and move his feet at the same time, which he does. So you can't just leave out the parts that are inconvenient for you because you just want to do the highlight real stuff. So you got to get all of it. And this is one of the things that, again, when you find yourself modeling another person, you got to do it the right way. So the whole point here is successful people do things immediately. Okay, one big thing I see often when people who are on the slow bus to success, they get an idea, they think about things, but they don't do anything. A lack of action is a commonality, we'll just say, that you find in people who are mediocre or worse. They have a bias to inaction. I have an episode on action bias. Let me tell you that episode. That was episode number. 1199 action bias. Most people who are unsuccessful or mediocre or worse, they have an inaction bias. Or you want to be the opposite of that. Or you want to have the bias of doing stuff. And I can't tell you how many times I've talked to an entrepreneur and they tell me what their challenge is in the moment. And I ask them, have you considered this? Have you done anything about that? This, that, and the third. I'll throw a couple of things out there. And often the entrepreneur will respond. You might think they may say, I never thought of that. But often the response is, yes, I have thought of that. I have considered that. I do know about that. I have been thinking about that. The problem is that's all they did was think about it. That's all they did was know about it or hear about it, but they didn't do anything. They haven't taken any action. And often when an entrepreneur responds and says that, and they start telling me, yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't done anything, or I'll ask them, well, have you done anything? And they say, no, they'll usually laugh at themselves. They'll laugh in spite of themselves because they realize how silly it sounds that they've heard of this thing, and I just suggested it to them, and they already knew about it, but they still haven't done anything. And they laugh because they realize how silly it sounds when they got to say it out loud. Okay, so I don't want that to be you. And again, at least a hundred times over the last five years, somebody has done this in a conversation with me. And if we go back even more years, I could probably get up closer to a thousand times. I've heard someone say something like this in some type of engagement. So don't be the next person on this list. Right, this is the list you want to avoid. When you get an idea, implement it. Doesn't work, throw it away. And if it works, do more. Simple as that. But the big point here and point number one is you must implement your ideas when you get them. Do not wait till later because You'll cool off, they will cool off, and you might even forget it if you didn't write it down. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high-level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It is not skill. It is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort, even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you having one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it, as a matter of fact, 
All you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is the slow bus to success and how to get yourself off of the bus, how to ring the bell on the bus so that it gets you off at the next stop. Number two, too much time between idea and action. So this connects right to what I just talked about. And I gave this one away, stepped on it a little bit in point number one. So going further on that, you must reduce the time between thinking about doing something and actually doing something for a couple of reasons. Number one, humans, when we are thinking about an idea, that's probably the time that that idea has the best chance of actually happening. The moment you think of something is when it has the best chance of actually occurring. Now, there are people who have created processes and systems in their lives and disciplined themselves to where they can still get stuff done, even if they don't do it in the exact moment. I will put myself in that group. I get an idea, for example, something I may record for this show. I'll write it down. I may not get around to recording that specific idea until three weeks later. But because I have a process for capturing my ideas to make sure I don't lose them, I know I'm going to eventually get to it. On top of the fact that I got a show that comes out every day. Therefore, I have committed myself to recording enough that the material keeps coming out. Most people don't have those kind of processes for any idea that they have. Therefore, the ideas just come through their head and they disappear and they go away. And then what happens is five years later, someone else does the thing that you had thought of five years ago. And you're like, that person stole my idea, your ideas, if you owned the idea. See, the thing about ideas, folks, is that they're not proprietary. Nobody owns an idea. Ideas don't have owners. They only have implementers. Everybody hear that? Ideas do not have owners. They only have implementers. And I think I did an episode on this. Let me see. Yes, I did. Episode 1203. Ideas have no owners, only executors. So execute, implement, using them interchangeably here. You got to be the executor of an idea, not just the holder of an idea. A lot of people have thought of things, but they never actually did it. I'm sure there are people who thought about maybe I could do a solo show and put it out every single day, but they didn't actually implement or they didn't implement it and stay consistent with it. Like most of the things that I've done, I wasn't the first person in the world to come up with the idea. There may be a couple of things I may have been the first, but most of the things I've done, I wasn't the first person in the world to come up with the idea, but I may have been the first to consistently execute on it. And listen, maybe there are people who executed on it longer than me or before me or did it better than me. But the fact is the execution is what creates the outcome, folks. And we are in a results-based business. So you want to create outcomes, you got to execute, not just think about stuff. And the way that you execute, the easiest way to move yourself to a stronger habit of execution is by reducing the time between when you think about taking an action and when you actually take the action. So again, you can't wait till three months from now, six months from now, when everything is calmed down, when everything is aligned, when I'm ready. I had somebody say this to me just the other day. I was looking at my message inbox on social media because sometimes we run ads on social media and people will send DMs and my assistant will handle the messages that are coming through the DMs. And I just go through and just see what kind of conversations are happening. And there was a person in there there's a back and forth conversation happening between us and them. And we got them to the point that we're like, all right, well, here's something that we can offer you. And you can basically, we'll give you the link to go and do it. And you can sign up for it right now where they would have to, they would make a financial investment to do something right now. And this is something that they can invest in. And they said, all right, that would sound great. And we told them what it was. We told them the price and everything. Said, they said it would sound great. So we sent them the link and they didn't do anything. Like a day went by. We followed up with them and said, hey, you had any issues with the link? Well, you didn't do anything. We didn't say it in so many words, but we sent a message to find out why they didn't do anything because they just said everything sounds good. They didn't do it. And the person said, well, I'll do it when I'm ready. And not in a negative way. They said, I'll do it when I'm ready. You know, I don't want to have one foot in and one foot out. I got to make sure I'm all the way ready to go do it. 
that kind of language. All right, this is the common rationalization that people give when it's time to take a step forward. Remember when we did the episode on courage versus confidence? If you don't remember that episode, let me refer you to it. That was episode number 2740, confidence versus courage. When you're doing something that you've done before, you can just call on confidence because confidence is a belief in your ability and you have belief in an ability because you've done it before. Courage, on the other hand, is your ability to do something even when you have no belief that you can do it because you haven't done it before. You have no past references to refer to. So courage is about how do I move myself to go do something that's brand new to me? And the challenge for this person, that, that little anecdote that I just gave you, this person was needing to call on courage, but they were short on courage. Uh, they probably didn't realize that the courage is what they needed. What they were looking for probably was confidence. And they even said it in so many words, when I'm ready. Well, you're never going to be ready to do something brand new. That's the problem, everybody. You're never going to be ready to do something that's brand new. That's why you got to be courageous and do it anyway. That's what courage is. It's action in the face of fear. The reason many people have ideas of things that they would do or could do and don't do them is because they're looking for confidence when they should be looking for courage. Did everybody understand that? And again, listen to episode 2740 if you want to learn more about that. And everybody should listen to that episode. And if you heard it when it came out, I'll suggest you go back and listen to it again. Because there's something in there that you need to remind yourself of that maybe you heard it that day, but you forgot about it since then. So you need to understand that this is a way of thinking. It has nothing to do with your tangible resources. There's a lot of things that I talk about here are about the way that you think. It has nothing to do with what you physically have or have access to or how much money you got or any of that, which means anyone can use these things. This is applicable by all of you, no matter where you are in life right now. Whether you're at the highest level, you need this. You're at the lowest level just starting out. You need it. Okay. Most people stop themselves from doing this, like reducing that time between the idea and the action. They stop themselves from doing it. And the reason that they stop themselves from doing it is because it takes courage to, again, adopt a new habit, to do something that you're not used to doing. If you're used to procrastinating, getting an idea and thinking about it for three days, then do something. And then I say, all right, and then I start to think about it for three days. Don't you think about it for three minutes, then do something. All right. That's new. That's a new behavior. And if you go looking for confidence to do that, you're not going to find it. And then you'll do nothing. And then you'll rationalize it with, well, I'm not ready yet. Of course, you're not ready. I know you're not ready. That's the point. You're not supposed to be ready. Uh, you not being ready is the reason why you're in a position where you need to do something different anyway. Everybody get what I'm saying? And the problem is a lot of people never get this concept to turn over in their minds. And unfortunately, I'll be honest, some of you listening to this right now, you are logically agreeing with everything that I'm saying, but you are having emotionally accepted this and you're going to go right back to doing the same thing you've been doing. Now, some of you are going to listen to this and say, that makes sense. And you're actually going to go do something. But not everybody's going to, because if, if I can get everybody to just go do things that they're supposed to do, just based on a logical, rational understanding of what I'm saying, then, well, I would go run for president. I wouldn't be just doing this. I'll go do something where I could get a whole lot more ROI from what I'm doing. And I'll probably have a million times more people in my audience because everybody would just listen to me, say that makes logical sense. And they would just go do everything that I said. doesn't work that way. All right. <laughs> if it did work that way, a lot of things in life would be a whole lot different. So anyway, most people stop themselves because they believe their lack of resources. I don't have the resources, the time, the readiness. Readiness is a resource, the money, another resource. The way I would urge you to think instead is with resourcefulness rather than resources. Everyone has some limit on their resource. Every human being on the planet has a limitation of resources. Your limitation could be money, time, attention, energy, or focus. 
what the most successful people do is figure out how they can still take action even when plan A is not available. Plan A might be, well, if I had all the money, I could just buy this and it would be done. But they find a way to do something even though they can't do plan A. Most people, when thinking about doing something, they consider whether their first idea can be done. And if they can't do their first idea, they don't do anything. So don't be like most people. This is where you need the resourcefulness, even when you lack resources. And by the way, let me give you a couple episodes where I've talked about resourcefulness, because that is an important one when you need to get something done. It may not be so obvious how you can do it, because the first thing that you think you don't, you don't have that option. So how can you do it anyway? Talked about this in episode 2497. The difference between levels is not resources. Episode 2089, how to be resourceful when you lack resources. Episode number 1467, the three resources that compensate for anything else. And when you are missing resources, here's what you can do. Listen to those episodes. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have. And I found out the reason why this happens is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation which addresses this first question, who do I need to be? And then when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you have in what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process, and let me let you know, it is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping, and I'm going to give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is the slow bus to success and how to get yourself off of it. Number three, doing one thing at a time. There's another point that has some nuance, and I'll explain it. When you're focused on a specific task at work, like you as a human being, like right now I'm recording the show, you should and I should focus on just doing this. I shouldn't be thinking about anything else or trying to do another thing at the same time that I'm doing this. I shouldn't try to multitask this along with other things that I'm doing. And it's not really multitasking, it's task switching. You're giving a short amount of attention to something and going back and forth, back and forth. That's a bad strategy because your effectiveness will be diminished and you're not going to get either one of them done at a higher level when you're switching between activities. However, in the big picture of what you're doing in business, you should not only do one thing at a time, you should have multiple things going at once so that you can find what's working, identify what isn't, and put more kerosene on the things that do work and immediately delete the things that don't. So if you got five things going on at once and three of them are working by your measure and two of them are not, get rid of the two and do more of the three and then find maybe two more you can test. And so you got 30 things going at the same time. They're all working. That's the way that you should do things. Now, when it's time for you to actually do work individually as a human, you need to focus on the thing that you're doing and the, the task at hand that is in front of you. Your business should always have multiple plates spinning and your business can be you and your life. Your life has multiple plates spinning. You got a job, you got a family, you got kids. Okay. That's three different plates right there. Uh, just by itself. That's three different plates. You got a bank account. You got a job. You got not a job. I got a human body. You go to the gym. All right. That's four. That's five plates spinning right there. So again, when I say your business it doesn't necessarily mean entrepreneurship, but it does mean entrepreneurship, but it's also those of you who are not entrepreneurs. 
your life is a business. You got more than one plate going on in your life. So you always have multiple plates, meaning even when you don't want to. So again, any person involved in your life should only be focused on the task that's in front of them, even though there are other tasks going on in the background. So this is where going back to business, where you can use things like software, artificial intelligence. This can help all of us because we'll be able to do multiple things while using artificial intelligence to do stuff like watch or actually work on things while we are not personally doing them ourselves, paying attention to them in a moment. So listen to my series on artificial intelligence and you can learn more about that. That is for the entrepreneurs out there, but also those of you who are not entrepreneurs, AI software is going to be part of all of our lives, whether you run a business or not. So you can use AI in your life the same way you could use it in your business. And again, that's episode 2759 where I started talking about that. So with that out the way, let's recap today's class, which is the slow bus to success and how to make sure you are not riding on it. And this is about how can you achieve success faster? And I'm telling you this in reverse order by telling you the things people do that make their success slow. Number one, thinking without doing. Don't just think about things you're going to do. Actually do them. Take action on them immediately and put some standards in your life to where you are immediately acting on your ideas instead of just thinking about them. Because a lot of ideas that get thought about never get executed because of this very problem. Number two, too much time between ideas and action. So this goes right along with point number one. You want to reduce the amount of time between when you think about doing something and when you actually do something. Successful people act with urgency. And anybody you know who is successful or think of the most successful people or person you know, notice that they act with urgency. They think about something, they do it. They think about it, they do it. When they get an idea, they immediately act on it. And if it ends up not being good, they delete it. And they delete it just as immediately as they would implement it. Number three, doing one thing at a time. And now again, one thing at a time when you're focused on a specific task as an activity, do that one at a time. But in your bigger picture life and business, you want to have multiple things going at once because you never know which one might actually work, which ones may not work. And you can delete the ones that don't work. You can put more gas on the things that do work. And then you can put systems and processes in place so that things can run even without your direct involvement. That's what I mean by not doing one thing at a time, having multiple things going, but you put the processes in place so that more than one thing can happen the way that it needs to. So this is, for example, one of the things that I talk about with entrepreneurs all the time. So I publish on like every social media platform like every day. So I'm looking at social media apps. We got X, you got Instagram, you got YouTube, you got LinkedIn, you got TikTok, you got Threads, you got Facebook. I got a Facebook group and a Facebook business page. So how many apps is that? It's like eight apps, something like that. I post on these apps every single day, but many of them I don't even log into in the entire day. So how am I posting on them every day without logging into them? Well, my assistant handles about 70% of it. Then we can use automation and my assistant handles the automation. I know what parts I got to do. She knows the parts she got to do. We know what parts the AI has to do and she takes care of all of that. That's a way that I can have more than one thing going, even though I'm not literally doing it myself. I can focus on the main thing I'm doing and it, we have a system that allows what I record here, for example, to flow into articles, to flow into social media posts, to flow into YouTube videos, to flow into reaching out to my email list. So there's a process that you can put in place for all of this stuff. Speaking of such, you want to put those processes, those systems in place in your business and in your life and starting with your mindset, go to work on your game university. That's where you can work with me directly. I will help you get this stuff implemented for your particular business and in your particular life. I work with a wide variety of people from transitioning military to former athletes to financial advisors to brick and mortar business owners to students who are trying to get into the entrepreneurship world to people who have had full-time jobs for 20 years and they're transitioning out into being business owners. We work with a lot of different people. Why? Because my superpower is understanding a situation, breaking it down and putting it back together in a way that anyone can use it. And we do it systematically and in a process-driven way, logically and objectively. That is what I do. You listen to the show, you already know that. 
So go to work on your game university.com. That's where we can get started there. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to. But dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? By getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your game university.com. That is the only place I offer coaching, the only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to work on your game university.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game university.com.